Hi gang, thanks for downloading this classic episode of News Fighters. Just a reminder, if you're looking for new, original episodes of News Fighters, they're now over on the Irrational Fear podcast feed. So search for Irrational Fear on your podcasting app or go to irrationalfear.com for all new episodes of News Fighters. In the meantime, enjoy this classic News Fighters episode. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. This is News Fighters. Where we fight the news so you don't have to. With Dylan Behan. Yes, hello everyone. Welcome to News Fighters for today, Wednesday, October 7th, 2020. I'm Dylan Bain, the only host I could afford. Hey, we're back to break down the 2020 Australian budget so you don't have a breakdown thinking about the economy. Now, I know what you're saying. It's budget night. Don't you have better things to do? No. All I care about is that sweet, sweet budget info that I'm here to get in your ear holes. Now, I know what you're saying. Who cares about this budget? I don't care about this budget. But wait, didn't you hear how important it is? It's considered the most important budget in living memory. Tonight we will see the most important budget since the Great Depression. The most important federal budget since the Second World War. Tonight the most important budget of our lifetimes. Yes, this budget is so important that Scott Morrison almost knows what day of the week it's on. The 2020-21 budget to be delivered by the Treasurer next Thursday. Ah, close enough. Now, this is our second budget uh, on uh, News Fighters, not counting the mini-budget. And um, if you go back and listen to our uh, episode on last year's budget, I'm sure you'll, uh, if you scratch your head hard enough, I'm sure we'll all be able to remember what the theme of last year's budget was. Australia is back in the black. Back in black, he Instagrammed. The budget going back in black. Back in the black. Back in black. Back in black. We're going to hear a lot about back in black, I can tell you that. Yes, back in the black. So, what's the catchy catchphrase this year? The budget will cushion the blow. To cushion the blow. As the federal government tries to cushion the blow of the pandemic. To cushion the blow. Yes, cushion the blow. I I don't know that ACDC song. I I assume it's on one of their later albums, maybe... Maybe ball breaker. Of course, this budget was always bound to be different. There's this thing called the uh, coronavirus pandemic. Maybe you've heard of it. In fact, looking back, last year, uh, Josh Frydenberg seemed to get stuck into these kind of really minor budget announcements like this. A $500 million commuter car park fund. Whereas this year, the budget sounded like this. In the space of just one month, more than one million Australians have lost their job 
In 2020, Australians have been tested like never before. Flood, fires, drought and a global pandemic. But aside from that, everything's been going great, right? But anyways, on to the budget. And uh, unlike at the beginning of the uh, pandemic, economic pragmatism is out the window and ideology is back. Our plan is guided by our values. Yes, that plan was centred around values, or actually more like one value. We will achieve this by bringing forward stage two of our legislated tax cuts, paying 20% less tax. Tax relief, paying around 11% less tax, received tax relief. These expanded tax cuts, lower taxes, less red tape, more than 11 million taxpayers will get a tax cut backdated to the 1st of July this year. Yes, the coalition is promising more tax cuts, but will they really boost the economy? But with this budget comes a crucial gamble, that Australians will actually spend, not save, any cash windfalls. Yes, so uh, let's just see how these people on the news said how they're going to spend their tax cuts. Absolutely save it. To be honest, I'd be saving it. It's probably a good time to save. I guess we'd be saving for maybe my kids' future, if they've even got a chance for a future. What the hell? How dark is 2020 when even the fluffy vox pops with mums on the nightly news are like, there is no future, we're living in the dystopian hellscape, all hail the new flesh. And yes, of course, tax cuts are the answer, because tax cuts are always the answer for this government, no matter what the question was. Minister, will you abolish daylight savings time? Yes, with tax cuts. Uh, Okay. But of course, why wouldn't you have tax cuts when nothing matters anymore, especially surpluses and it's deficit time, baby? As the Treasurer confirming the largest budget deficit in Australian history... The staggering cost of all the measures will push the deficit over $200 billion as national debt climbs towards a trillion dollars. It would now be damaging to the economy and unrealistic to target surpluses over the forward estimates. And with that, the long pursuit of budget surpluses formally abandoned for years to come, along with the thinking behind it. We will be recalibrating our fiscal strategy... Yeah, it's a bit like if you're going to give something up, really commit to giving it up. It's a bit like uh, your friend who is an annoying vegetarian for 20 years uh, announces he's no longer a vegetarian by killing a cow and then wearing its carcass and shouting, I'm recalibrating my protein strategy. Look at me, I'm a farmer. Now, people regularly accuse the coalition of just adopting big businesses' tax ideas and policies. Lower taxes, less red tape. And maybe that's because they literally sound like they came out the mouth of billionaire mining magnate Gina Reinhart. It's been practised time and time again successfully. Cut government taxes, cut government tech. Yeah, thanks, Gina. Where are these uh, Where are these great ideas coming from? Look at what happened successfully in the United States. And how did that happen? President Trump bit the bullet and cut both taxes and tape. Yes, because if there's one country whose COVID-era policies we should all be emulating right now, it's the United States. While we're at it, why don't we follow the Jonestown policy on enjoying delicious, refreshing beverages? Yum, yum. Thanks, Gina.
And going into this budget, the government was determined uh, to help uh, stave off the recession by uh, loosening the flow of money, by making borrowing money easier. A plan to relax credit laws to make it easier to borrow money is coming under fire tonight. Critics say the proposed changes will lead to irresponsible lending. These proposed changes will remove the obligation for banks to check that you can actually repay a loan or a credit card. It's become overly prescriptive. It's become increasingly costly, it's become increasingly complex, and responsible lending has become restrictive lending. So yes, the government is scrapping the responsible lending laws. But hey, why stop there? Why not get rid of the responsible gaming laws at the same time? So when you go for your uh, mortgage uh, broker meeting, you can flip a coin, go double or nothing on your deposit. And hey, while we're getting rid of responsibility laws, let's get rid of the responsible service of alcohol laws. I want to be able to get Birachino at the McCafe drive-thru. I want Birachino. But don't worry about these lending responsibility laws going out the window. You can rest assured that Australian banks will always do the right thing. ANZ has been fined $10 million for wrongly charging customers fees for some transactions. Westpac slugged with a blistering $1.3 billion penalty for breaches linked to money laundering and criminal enterprise. Uh... Okay, well, if you can't trust the banks, then I mean, surely you can you can trust the federal government to always do the right thing when it comes to managing uh, our money, right? It has been revealed that the federal government paid 10 times the value for a block of land acquired for the Western Sydney Airport expansion. The federal government spent $30 million, 10 times the value of the property. Labor has attacked the deal done with a dairy company, which has links to the Liberal Party. Hey, federal government, any chance you want to buy my 26 square metre studio apartment? I'll give you a discount. You can have it for nine times what it's worth. Anyways, back to the budget. And it's not just about tax cuts. Josh Frydenberg says it's also about jobs. This budget is all about jobs. Our plan will create jobs. Tomorrow night's going to be all about jobs. Our overwhelming focus is on jobs. That's our first second and third focus it's all about jobs 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 and more jobs the surprise big new announcement in the budget speech last night was this there will be a new job maker hiring credit to encourage businesses to hire young australians it will be paid at the rate of 200 dollars a week for those aged under 30 and 100 dollars a week for those aged 30 to 35. Yes, a job subsidy for any business, except for you dodgy banks, to hire unemployed workers aged 35 or under. So, sorry to all my friends in their 40s who lost their jobs during the pandemic, who are now going to be experiencing legislated ageism for the first time. Uh, And also get ready for hospitals to start hiring 30-year-old surgeons. Hey, that's why we have two kidneys, right? But it doesn't stop there. The government is also promising to boost apprenticeships to try and keep young people off the dole. The government will pay half the wage of any new apprentice hired by a business. It will cost $1.2 billion. Yes, $1.2 billion. That'll pay for about four or five kitchen renos. But it's not just tradies Josh Frydenberg cares about. Whether a plumber, whether a sparky, whether a carpenter, whether um, they are working as a hairdresser or a butcher or a baker. Josh Frydenberg there also listing the original village people lineup before the baker was replaced by a cowboy. Yes, making jobs is a big priority because uh, thanks to JobKeeper, a lot of uh, 
private businesses right now are finding that they're only being kept afloat uh, thanks to government support. Zombie businesses with no chance of survival are already being propped up with taxpayers' support. Zombie companies. These businesses are absolutely zombie companies. Yes, zombie companies. Previously companies with a no chance of survival run by brain-dead executives that feasted on the brains of the living was just the commercial TV networks. Hey, speaking of the TV industry... Australia's COVID-struck film and television industry is about to receive a $50 million funding boost in next week's federal budget. From January, broadcasters will still be required to produce 55% local content, but they'll no longer have to evenly distribute that across documentary, children's TV or drama productions. Yes, the government has announced they're giving more money to Screen Australia, but... They're getting rid of the quotas for kids and drama TV programs and lowering tax incentives for small and mid-budget feature films. Also, without kids' quotas now, you just know the lazy TV networks are going to repackage a bunch of cheap reality shows for kids. So get ready for Bluey's Dad Wants a Wife, Queer Eye for the Messy Toddler, and Bachelor in Paradise for four-year-olds. Yes, but fear not all you out-of-work TV production people. You can all still go and get jobs. Picking fruit. Welfare recipients will be offered incentives to join the harvest trail and pick fruit in a budget package designed to stem a critical labour shortage. The federal government will dangle more fruits in front of those looking for work. The federal budget is also expected to include sweeteners for those on Job Seeker and Youth Allowance to pick fruit. Hmm, hard to believe the government telling all the foreigners to go home would lead to a shortage of people to do these uh, incredibly uh, strenuous, low-paying jobs. How did nobody see that coming? So yes, get ready for farm work, young Aussies. How do you like them apples? And by that, I mean picking them apples. Though I hear the conditions for workers on our farms... hmm, might not quite be up to uh, millennials' Airbnb standards. An inquiry into a modern slavery act has heard harrowing tales of exploitation of migrant workers in Australia. The people who pick our fruit and vegetables are at risk of slave-like conditions with poor pay and dangerous squalid housing. Actually, I'm wrong. Dangerous squalid housing is basically every uni share house still, so never mind. But as for the slave-like conditions, well... Deputy PM Michael McCormack reckons it's the perfect Instagrammable moment. Bring your mobile, have that Instagram moment because they're, you know, up a ladder, uh, picking fruit, blue sky in the background. Pick fruit, just doing it for the gram. Like, is that a serious suggestion? Well, they should. Yeah, millennials, come work on farms for the gram. Just don't think about the cost per kilogram and why you're making less than the minimum wage. So, yes, ladies and gentlemen... Nothing sums up the 2020 coalition budget more than let's turn unemployed millennials into fruit-picking slaves for Instagram likes. Okay, everyone, look, at the end of the day, we're not surprised. We always knew that even despite the pandemic and the recession, the budget from this government was going to be an ideologically driven document from a government addicted to waging its culture wars. This government might say... This budget is about jobs, 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 and more jobs. But their number one priority, first and foremost, was always going to be tax cuts, tax cuts, less tax, lower taxes. And when they talk about saving jobs, this only applies to the industries that fit with their ideology. If you work in the screen industry or higher education or green energy or childcare, you get nothing. Meanwhile, economists are saying the best way to create jobs right now, given our plummeting population growth, would be to make childcare universal. 
But that's never going to happen because it means more women in the workforce and funding more public services, which is also against their ideology. And so I have to say, this budget kind of makes me a little bit scared for the, for the future of the people of Australia. You know. If they've even got a chance for a future. Okay, everyone, thanks for listening. Before we go, we got an exciting update on a topic we've been talking a lot about on the show, paid pandemic leave. The Premier also announced that New South Wales workers will now have access to the federal government's $1,500 paid pandemic leave when required to isolate. Please know that if you have a job and all your leave is run out and you don't have leave, um, you will get supported financially by staying home and isolating. Yes, finally in New South Wales and three other states, a policy we needed six months ago that hopefully we'll never have to actually use because thankfully there's practically no community transmission at the moment. Uh, better late than never. Hey, I can't wait for the New South Wales Berejiklian government to announce some other new timely policies. Uh, how about uh, telegraph operator apprenticeships or tax cuts for blacksmiths or, you know, trying to rejuvenate Sydney's nightlife? Okay, thanks again, everyone. That's News Fighters for today. It was a real quick turnaround on this budget episode, so no refunds, no complaining. If you want to buy us a coffee, uh, it's at buymeacoffee.com slash newsfighters or write us a review on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook. Thanks for listening. Keep fighting and bye for now. This is News Fighters, where we fight the news so you don't have to. 